الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا سبلنا الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يحيي ويميت بيده الخير وهو على كل شيء قدير وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وهادينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبد الله ورسوله لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له أما بعد Dear committed Muslims, brothers and sisters <coughs> To begin with This is the month of Ramadan The month of Taqwa the month in which Allah spreads out his mercy and invites to his forgiveness and frees us from the shackles of our desires and our weaknesses. During this month of Ramadan, we are tested obviously and the major test goes directly to our willpower in the previous khutbas we spoke about the isra and we spoke about the mi'raj I will just be somewhat brief on the mi'raj aspect of that heavenly occurrence. In the hadith literature that we have, and we made plenty of remarks about the necessity of cleaning our hadith house, so to speak. But in the hadith literature, 
there is a description of the Prophet's ascension unto heaven even unto what is beyond heaven and there is reference to seven samawat seven elevations in the first elevation Allah's Prophet met our common father Adam and in the last meaning the seventh elevation our Prophet met with Prophet Ibrahim and in those different elevations he met with other prophets namely Yahya and Isa and Harun and Musa and Idris some people may ask each one was in a different elevation does that mean that that each one of them is different in rank and the ayah in at the end of surah al-baqarah answers that question kullun amana billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulih la nufarriqu bayna ahadim min rusulih allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this last sentence says we make no rank distinction between any of Allah's apostles <coughs> then Allah's prophet may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and the other prophets on his journey and this journey is a miracle a miracle that Muslims are not supposed to circle around and make a big issue about he saw that there were people who and remember the visions here that are transmitted to us provided that they are authentic they are meant to teach us more than they are meant to for us to comment upon why was it like this or it's a matter of communication to us so in this ascension at one point Allah's Prophet saw people who were harv who were planting and harvesting immediately when you plant something you wait a certain amount of time to get your result but these were planting and the results were immediate so the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the, uh, the Allah's Prophet asked who are these and Jibreel told him these are those al-mujahideena fi sabilillah those who exert their utmost effort for the sake and cause of Allah these are the ones whose return is going to be immediate of course when we think about this all of us or many of us or some of us are trying our best for the cause of Allah but we don't see immediate results because we live in this world we will feel the immediate results when we bypass this world and then Allah's Prophet in some of the visions some of the visuals that he saw he saw 
some individuals who were banging their heads on rocks. And he asked, this doesn't, I mean, what is this supposed, what meaning is come, am I supposed to understand from this? And then he was told, Jibreel told him, these were people whose heads were reluctant to go to as-salah. And when you, when you think, give it some thought, people, when they find an excuse to avoid a salah, it comes from their head. They try to rationalize, they try to give an explanation. So this visual that the Prophet was looking at, was looking at the core of the problem that type of excuse that is generated in the head heads of certain individuals he saw other individuals whose lips were tied with metal and he asked who are these he said he was told these are khutaba al-fitna People who give speeches to create division, to create animosity, to create tension, to create wars, unnecessary wars, illegitimate wars. He also saw a rock out of now this of course when you think about it it's like cartoonish presentations these are not meant to be cartoonish presentations what they are meant to do is to give you a strong imagery of the results of what you and I do in this world he saw a bull that was coming out of a rock and then trying to go back into the rock and he asked what's this he said these this type what you just saw is the type of person who gives his word but doesn't honor his word he says definitely i'm going to do something but he doesn't do it so he wants to try to go back to what he said and maybe take it away, but you, he can't do it. You can't, when you come out of a rock, you can't go back into a rock. And there are ayat concerning these. This imagery here is not something that is detached from the Quran. Concerning those who give speeches or presentations that lead to a fitna an ayah in surah as-saf says ya ayyuhalladhina amanu lima taquluna ma la taf'alun kabura maqtan 'inda allahi an taqulu ma la taf'alun those who can't keep their word cannot honor their statements لا تتخذوا أيمانكم دخلا بينكم فتزل قدم بعد ثبوتها 
The Prophet also saw in this mi'raj that is very meaningful. He saw that there were people who were swimming in blood and then they were swallowing rocks. Obviously he asked, what is this all about? And he said, these are the people who are responsible for usurious practices in the world. Usury, that word that is not used anymore. They've polished it. Those who have power and money polished it and they call it interest. And we're not talking about simple individuals who are forced to partake in this. We are talking about the administrators, the managers, the executors, the policy makers of usury in the world who steal from people their wealth. Usury, what is usury? Usury is, it's the money that is gained from usury is not the money that comes from labor because money and labor are supposed to be coupled to each other. Usury makes money out of the necessity of man. Someone needs something and here's where the usurious institutions move in. So these are people who are swimming in blood and they are eating rocks. You'd ask, I mean, what type of imagery is this? There's an ayah in the Quran that says the fuel of the fire are rocks. Usury is what you see when there are many people who are becoming poor and a very few who are becoming extremely rich. When you see that type of discrepancy, rest assured that there's a strong hand of usury running that type of society. And there are other images that Allah's Prophet, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, saw, which I will skip and go on to the meanings, the quintessential meanings of our fasting in the month of Ramadan. We are all human beings, and human beings, we have human nature. And as we are on our way to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, walking as-sirat al-mustaqeem, with a clean conscience, with a clean mind, with a clean heart, We may reach a day in our life when we say, my God, this is too much. I can't bear it any longer. When that moment crosses your mind, when that feeling is inside of you, then remember Allah's prophets. Nuh, he was made fun of he was rejected by his society 
he was put under tremendous pressure. And Allah says concerning Nuh, this is when he felt that moment in life. عَبْدَنَا These people in Nuh's society, they took issue with him to the extent that they accused him of being a liar. عَبْدَنَا Notice here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say Rasulana. He didn't say, he didn't give any other description to Nuh except Abd. عَبْدَنَا And when you are one of Allah's ibad, you are in an honorary position with Allah. Meaning he's not going to give up on you if you don't give up on him. فَكَذَّبُوا عَبْدَنَا وَقَالُوا مَجْنُونٌ وَازْدُجِرٌ They said, oh, he's crazy. They, meaning society, the media, the nobles, those who have power, those who have wealth, they looked at, the guy's crazy. فَكَذَّبُوا عَبْدَنَا وَقَالُوا مَجْنُونٌ وَازْدُجِرٌ And he was rebuked. فَدَعَى رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَغْلُوبٌ فَانْتَصِرٌ At that point when we feel this, look, we're in the month of Ramadan, and I'm reminding you, the month of Ramadan is when we stand when we are positioned between the body that we have that belongs to a universe that has no end to it as far as we can tell. We can get our best micro telescopes and look out. There's no end. This is where our body is. And then our soul is in another universe that is even bigger than this sense the universe of senses. Ramadan puts us in that fine line between these two universes, between these two realities. That's where Nuh was when he was expressing himself. I am overpowered. It's your victory. It wasn't his. That's a total liberation from the psychology of worldly creatures. And what did Allah say? Sit. When you're with Allah, Allah's determination overrides your expectations or your internal weakness. And then another prophet of Allah, when his people said to him, Inna la mudrakun, they're catching up with us. Banu Israel, 
and Musa, they were running. They were escaping. They were fugitives. And the superpower of the time was behind them, was on their trail. And Musa's people look and they see at a distance, and they they see their enemy at a distance, say, Inna la mudrakun. They've caught up with us. He said, absolutely not. Certainly my sustainer is with me and he's going to show me the way. Notice once again, he didn't say my sustainer is with us. Which means there's much discrepancy in Bani Israel even when they were living with their own prophet. Could have said, Inna ma'ana rabbana sayahdina. وَلَقَدْ مَنَنَّا عَلَى مُوسَى وَهَارُونَ وَنَجَّيْنَاهُمَا وَقَوْمَهُمَا مِنَ الْكَرْبِ الْعَظِيمِ Allah came to the rescue. And we know what happened in history when Musa and his people who were nothing but inside themselves they felt vulnerable. And it was Allah because of their principal determination who came to their rescue. He didn't come to the rescue of some people who were trying to play politics. Or some people who are going to outwit the enemy by using shaitani means. No, that's not the way it works. Yunus, when he was thrown in, into the middle of the high seas, فَنَادَى فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتِ سُبْحَانَكَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمِّ وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِي الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And the same thing with Ayyub, the Prophet Ayyub. You would think that if someone is ill, that disqualifies him from being a prophet. Ayyub was terminally ill. But it didn't disqualify him from being a prophet. It proved that he was a prophet. He complained to Allah in, in that moment that we're speaking about, that some of us from time to time entertain it. He says, إِنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الضُّرُّ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ This didn't come from a materialistic person. It came from a person who is in a tangential relationship with Allah. Remember, the material universe and the ethereal universe that we are in between. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ ضُرٍ And Yusuf, when they were, meaning the women in his society, were scheming to have him theirs. And he says, 
إلا وإلا تصرف عني كيدهن أصب إليهن وأكم من الجاهلين. But it never happened. He's, uh, Yusuf is saying, Oh my sustainer, if you do not deflect their plots against me, I will gravitate towards them and then consequently become a person who is a victim of his own ignorance. This month of Ramadan is supposed to fuel our power of determination. This is not a month in which we stop eating for certain hours and then we attack food when the time comes and then sleep with our whole existence rotating around our bellies. That's not what is meant in this month of Ramadan. It is to connect with the power and authority of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu kutiba alaykumu siyam kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. Aqoolu qawli hatha wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum ud'uuhu wa antum ala yaqeenim bil-ijabah. الحمد لله بجميع المحامد على جميع النعم وصلى الله وسلم على المبعوث خيرا ورحمة وهدى لكافة الأمم محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Dear committed Muslims Muslims acquiring the most that be, can be acquired of taqwa. <clears throat> Today, there are heads of state who are meeting in Istanbul. In the month of Ramadan, Certain heads of state have been called to a summit meeting to discuss the Zionist mistreatment, war crimes, and inhumanity that they displaced that they displayed in the past weeks and especially in this past week when on one occasion they opened fire on innocent Palestinians who were protesting and expressing their demand to return to their homes in their homeland. Last Monday they opened fire 62 Palestinians were killed in one day. Over 3,000 were injured. 
many of them children and women and young individuals. <clears throat> At a time like this, some Muslims find it odd that in a khutbah on Friday you mention an issue that can be categorized as a political issue okay if you can't understand what is happening in the world on the scale of political conspiracies and military policies look at it in a human way is it right to open fire and kill innocent people and this was a peaceful demonstration there were no arms there were no shots there was no firepower nothing that was done by these Palestinian protesters nothing of that sort and they opened fire on them now in this month of Ramadan you would think the feelings of brotherhood and togetherness are more intense as they should be but listen to this as the Israeli Zionist war criminals were opening fire and killing innocent people what was the king in Saudi Arabia doing he was complaining that the taste of the water of Zamzam is not what it used to be. It has some funny taste to it. Now you ask me if this person is living with the rest of the Muslims or if he is living some type of theatrics. <coughs> that was on the same day that the there was an inauguration of the American embassy being moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, Al-Quds. This is what he said, the king of that collapsing kingdom. As if I sense a change in the way the water of Zamzam tastes. He's asking, are you adding anything to it? Preserve the quality of the water of Zamzam. People are being people. These are supposedly his Muslim brothers. Remember, Palestinians are Sunni Muslims. And these people in that sectarian kingdom are trying to present themselves as the champions of the Sunnis of the world. Well, if, here's the opportunity prove yourself. If you're the champion, like you claim to be, this is when you can come down to reality and tell the rest of the Muslims that you truly are. But no, 
At a time like this, as if this is a diversionary tactic, he wants people to pay attention to how the water of Zamzam tastes. And then they have a development going on in which they want to package, they want to bottle the water of Zamzam and then sell it at a cheap price. Who told them that they can sell the water of Zamzam? Where did that come? Why isn't there anyone in the world who can stand up to them and say, what on earth are you doing? Where is the sense of taqwa in this month of Ramadan? Of course, right now they say they're going to sell it at cheap prices. They don't, they don't tell us how, how much. And those cheap prices can escalate on the scale of inflation or any other excuse that they'll throw in the future to make profit out of Matt Zamzam. And the Muslims are supposed to, you go to sleep. Your Jumu'ah khutbas are meant for you to go to sleep. And that's what they are concerned with. They tell us that there are more than 10,000 workers. They didn't say security workers. More than 10,000 of them right now patrolling Mecca and Al Medina during the month of Ramadan. What is this, a war zone? In the month of Ramadan, in the month of Taqwa, you have these enforcements and reinforcements in the two most sacred places on earth. What are you expecting? Some type of criminals to come and fight and kill there? And then some other Muslim scholar in one of these Khaliji states, he says, he looks at what's happening, at least he has a little decency in him. He looks at what's happening in Al-Quds, in Palestine, in Gaza, in the West Bank, and he says, where are the Muslims? This is the time of unity. Yeah, but where were you several years ago when you were fueling the divisions of sectarianism among the Muslims? Now you feel unity? Why, don't, why didn't you feel it in the course of these other years? I don't want to mention his name because it gets on some people's nerves. Suffice it to say, he's a well-known Islamic scholar. And then this, this, the king's, King Salman's son turns out he began his financial career. Remember, we're speaking about the month of Ramadan, the month of giving, the month of selflessness, the month in which we care for those who don't have. Of course, he's fasting the technical fast. I don't doubt in me that he's not eating and drinking during the day in Ramadan. I don't doubt that at all. But where are the results? When, you're, when you do something like that, there's supposed to be results for it. Where are the results of that? When he began his entrepreneurial career when he was still in his teens his father was the mayor of Riyadh 
This person was still in his teens and he said, he looked around, he saw his cousins, his uncles, they have much more wealth than his own nucleus family has. So he wanted to make money and he went out into the world of money. He has some, right now, some influential half-brothers. One of them is a professor at Oxford. The other one became an astronaut, etc. But he looks around, he says, I want to be someone. So he goes into the world of finances, and here's where he is today. Saudi Arabian Airlines contracted Airbus, the European aircraft or airplane manufacturer, and out of the deal, just signing the papers between the two sides, his profits were in the tens of millions of dollars. He's in possession of the most costly yacht in the world. He has a French palatial mansion. He owns the following companies, Middle East Company for Environmental Protection. That's a company that basically does the recycling in that kingdom. He, he owns a company called Watan, that means homeland, that's involved in industrial investments and in chemical products. He has another company called Magna Products, which basically produces what is called cinematic productions, cartoons, comic books, and things like that. He has another company called Qabila, which is functions like a bank, a financial institution, a real estate agency, and shares in other such ventures. He has another company called Tharawat, in which they basically obtain seafood and sell seafood, whether it's fish or shrimp or whatever else. And then he has another company, which is a medical company called Ansaq. Does anyone in the Muslim world, especially those who ascend the minbar on Friday, does anyone have the courage to express the discrepancy among those who have all of this wealth, those individuals, and the hundreds of millions of Muslims who have no wealth at all. And for all practical purposes, Marxism is dead. So why should any Muslim fear that he's going to be accused of being a Marxist or a leftist or whatever if they bring up this issue now? If there is a sense of taqwa that is obtained during this month of Ramadan. We're supposed to, the, the, the establishment and the status quo, they want us to be blind and deaf and dumb. When the new Bandar bin Sultan is in town, that's the ambassador of the United Arab Emirates, he's become the new Bandar, the wheeler dealer among the lobbies 
and the politicians and the tycoons when he meets in one of the restaurants with Netanyahu and they have dinner together what is how do we call what do you call this with your Islamic knowledge and your Islamic vocabulary what do you call an act like that the uh, minis- foreign ministers of the Arabian countries they called an emergency meeting and they met and as is, we are accustomed to they are a factory of words they issue statements the United Nations should do this the International Court of Justice or whatever should do that and everyone should what are you doing this is the month of Ramadan is there any sense of taqwa in any of you Turkey and Iran put all of these Arabian rulers to shame at least they're trying to do something. Of course, one of them more than the other. This is the first Jumu'ah in Ramadan where tens of thousands of Muslims try to go to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa to pray their Jumu'ah prayers there. And what do we have? We have tight security all around the compound. Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa was assaulted by Zionists, they call them settlers. Settlers and occupiers are false words to protect those war criminals and colonizers who assaulted Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and all of these Arabians in the month of Ramadan are watching. You tell me, What is the value of their fast if it's not generating a taqwa that results in concrete results? Nothing. And they prohibit anyone, any man, they're permitting women to go, but any man who is less than 40 years old cannot enter al-Masjid al-Aqsa. Now, we ask, does this masjid belong to us anymore? Does it belong to the Muslims anymore? With all of this happening, there have been tens of patrols, security patrols around the American embassy in Amman, Jordan. This goes to show you that in the Muslim street as it were among the Muslim peoples there is still a feeling of what is ma'roof and what is munkar they still have a sense of the ma'roof and the munkar unlike the rulers that rule over them and as if to give the world a, uh, a gift of shame the Bahraini government takes away citizenship from 115 of its own citizens. What do they want to do? What are they getting at? 
What are they planning? This is, is this an act of taqwa? You have differences with your own people. Sit down and let's discuss these differences. Throw them in jail, execute them, throw them outside the country, take away their citizenship. Where are you going with all of this? Remember, for those people who have difficulties with a khutbah like this, look at what we are saying from a humanitarian point of view. What do you say to that? The government of Egypt and Israel, the regimes in Cairo and Tel Aviv, they forbid the transportation of injured Palestinians from Gaza to Turkey. They say you can't do it. They had a picture of an imam in one of the Jordanian cities called Az-Zarqa. An imam in the masjid at Taraweeh times praying by himself. All of the rest of the musallin, of the prayer attendees, they left. Why did they leave? Because the government, the regime in Amman, imposed on them to pray 20 rak'ahs. After the 8th rak'ah, they left. And that person, probably being paid by the government or the regime itself, was praying by himself. There's a Jordanian, a Jordanian Christian who decided he is going to fast the month of Ramadan in solidarity with the Palestinian people. A Christian expressing more understanding of the meanings of Ramadan than all of those other violators who are technically fasting the month of Ramadan but in fact are violating the principles and the objectives of the month of Ramadan. And don't tell me that these types, this type of information does not belong in khutbas. This is the type of information that belongs in khutbas. This is not being quote-unquote political in the secular and in the Judeo-Christian definition of the word. This is not being militaristic in the media and propaganda sense of the word. This is just being honest and factual, looking at the world as it is. Why should anyone be disturbed if we're trying to speak truth about those who have, monopo- have monopolized power and wealth? Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna attiba'a wa arina al-baatila baatilan warzuqna ajtinaabah وَلَا تَجْعَلْهُ مُلْتَبِسًا عَلَيْنَا وَجْعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا اللهم اهدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت 
وقنا شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك وإنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت فلك الحمد على ما قضيت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك وصلى الله على محمد وآل محمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله 